paste on you there. Hello? What's up? Hello? Hey. You have band practice? No, I, it, it didn't go tonight. The guy had to work late. Yeah. Yeah, and that's doing a little bit of a shift anyway. It's kind of a long story to go into, but it's kind of morphing a little bit, and basically, so into another band. And we'll be working that angle. It's going to be really cool. I've just been online trying to figure out this program. It's like if you're in Australia and I'm here and somebody else is in Chicago, you know, you plug into your interface, go on the computer, and you can have band practice in real time, you know. But for some reason, the interface is just on Windows is so difficult to get it to recognize, and it's just, uh I've been dealing with it for like two hours, and I'm just giving up. Yeah. You there? Hello? Hey, hey, Craig Lynch. Craig Lynch just popped up. Nobody's really on right now, which is why I haven't really been saying anything. Well, we'll just hang out then, see if anybody shows up. I know Bill and a couple other people are supposed to get on, but... <clears throat> yeah, and some people were talking on... Um... The WhatsApp group, they were like, all the groups have been silent. Everything's been silent. I was like, well, come on the show and talk tonight. <laughs> Break the silence. I think we haven't been, in some ways, consistent. Like, But then again, people aren't being participatory as much as they should either. I had lunch with a guy today, and I kind of expressed a little bit of frustration with that whole thing. Without getting too deep into it, it's just like, well, you know, you can talk a mile of shit, man. Are you doing anything? <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you don't do it. It's like I was telling somebody, you know, I went to court, minimum, an average. Like, you know how I, like, when we went into North Carolina and I walked in and I saw a judge, I was there like 10 seconds, I said, this son of a bitch is going to be hard. And uh, I don't, I don't remember but i don't think you necessarily agreed with me you said well let's wait and see but when you go to court a hundred times a year for six years and then for another four years you know probably half that you know you kind of learn to read that stuff 
You know, you, you kind of get really good about reading because you've seen them in certain poses so many times. And the same thing rings true with anything else, man. It's like the more you exercise a muscle, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, anyway. it's kind of like I was telling somebody this past week, you know, just going in there and doing the accuser thing right off the bat, and they were like, does that work? And I'm, well, yeah. Uh, if you pull it off, like if they if you mean you're it. 100% serious that you know what you're talking about and you don't have any doubt in your mind when you go in there and say it, I was like, yeah, it works 98% of the time. You know, yep. but if you have that little doubt, they can read that body language, they can see your demeanor, you know, that they, they do this day in, day out. Right. Yeah, because for those hundred times a year I went, the judge was there a hundred times a month. Exactly. You know, dealing with freaking a thousand people a week. Yep. I mean, dude, they know how to dance, man. Oh, yeah. You know, these people read like a pocket constitution and they're fucking experts. <laughs> and like, you know, one of... uh. One of uh, what's the doodles from UR Law's videos were up. Nice people were arguing this and this and this. The Constitution, 18 USC. You know, it almost sounds like you're jaded. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think jaded is the right word, but you know, I, I let's just say if I didn't have a lot of self control, I can see how people could turn into Carl pretty. Pretty easily after three to five years, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Not the theft, not the theft part. I'm just talking about the well, I mean, aggravated, it, short fuse part. You go back and listen to the first stuff he was ever coming out with, like the first times he was ever talking on Angela's show. You know, he was having fun. He was laughing about it. It was all a joke. You know, like uh, there were some pretty you know, genuine times where you could hear like he probably helped somebody out at court the week before and he was kind of vaguely telling the story, you know, and he was having fun at it. And then it was like after a year, a year and a half, he, he just started getting sometimes mean, you know, and started saying wrong information just to see if people would believe him. Yep. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to condone some of his actions were just completely outlandish and uncalled for. But, uh, I mean, you do, it's just like when they ask you, what do you, what should I do? And then you tell them, they go do the opposite. And then they come back and go, that didn't work. What should I do? And you tell them the same thing. And then they go back and do something else. <laughs> and they come, it's like, dude, <laughs> I'm not telling you anymore. Yeah, well. <clears throat> That that kind of brings up an interesting conversation I was having the other day. You know, like, uh, I actually broke down something that I was planning hey. on breaking down here. What's up? Hey, can you can you hold on one second, man? This customer, I've got to take this. I'll be back in like a minute. Yeah, no, that's cool. All right, sorry. I'll be right back. Sorry, Craig. I guess it's going to be silent for a minute. <laughs> For anybody who's going to be listening to the podcast later or whatever it's called when it goes up on the internet, 
Um, today is May 22nd, I believe. It is Wednesday at roughly 9.13 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So now we have a guest for, hello guest for, uh, Sean went to answer a phone call and he will be right back here in a minute. If you have anything you wish to hear about this evening, don't mind putting it up in the chat. Hiya. Hello. Uh, the time the call starts, technically it's uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I don't know what time zone you're in. So, all right, but, John, I'm back. All right. Say what you were going to say. I'm sorry, man, but I had to take that. So, yeah, no, nah, it's fine. I was just talking to somebody this past week, and I was telling them about, you know, the more or less the language barrier. Like I broke down something that I'm going to break down this evening here in probably a couple of minutes. And, um, you know, I was thinking about it and it was like, uh, attorneys kind of think about it this way, you know, like they would get the intellectual concepts of what these things are saying, but they, they wouldn't understand how to explain it so simply, you know, because they go to law school they learn this legalese, you know, half Latin, half English. It kind of looks English. And if they were talking to, you know, just a regular Joe, they wouldn't really know how to explain it. And that's that's typically why attorneys don't like to get into conversations about the law with people who don't really understand law. And uh, the individual I was talking to was like, and that's why they get upset when you try to go in there and tell them, you know, their job more or less. And it's like, yeah, because, you know, they went and spent all of this money on, on a law degree to learn this really fancy way of speaking and, and dog Latin. And then you go in there and you, you believe it's, it's like they're talking Chinese, but it kind of sounds like English, <laughs> you know, and then you think you can speak that language and you go in and you try and talk to them and they're just like you know you're you're insane um and i think that's kind of a common you know language barrier communication barrier between people and and really at court it's all about communications it's it's how well can you communicate with the other side and, and not just at court but before you go to court while you're in court i mean I don't have to tell you, Shaman, but most of what we try and do is keep people out of court. 
which I think is almost nearly impossible anymore. But, I mean, it depends on what it is. You know, it's it's nearly impossible, say, if the government's charging them with something. But, you know, if it's just a personal relationship situation, like maybe a landlord's being a jerk or, you know, somebody took your money and, you know, they're not going to give it back like your boss took your money. There's yeah. situations where you can stay out of court. And it's always better. Yeah, I meant maybe from like more of a governmental. You know what I mean? Like the government coming after you. Like I think they're just testing everybody at this point. Yeah, I think they're testing everybody too. And, And the reason why I think they're testing everybody is because of what Carl Lentz put out there for the public. I know for a fact that every state in the United States um, has a statute somewhere in their code of laws, if if you wish to call it that. But uh, they have a statute somewhere that says the judge can help a family member with paperwork, with legal paperwork. Um, And, you know, when judges used to do that, they'd probably keep it very common law, very simple. And uh, when Carl started breaking down that sort of formula, I think uh, probably a year or two after that, they just started pulling everybody in because it's like now they didn't have that. Oh, it was probably they probably have a family member who's a judge that helped them out on this. You know, like too many people were doing similar things all across the country. And I was like, we're just going to pull everybody in and test them. I was. uh I was reading this comment section on that your law debate, you know, and, and uh, what's his face is pretty, he's pretty straightforward about saying, you know, that I don't necessarily, these are theories, you know, in in some ways he's, he's pretty straightforward. In some ways he's a little ambiguous or vague, but um, this guy I was talking about, and I'm I'm not exactly saying it, I'm sure, but he went into court and he was trying to say they had no jurisdiction because when he signed in, he signed in, not a citizen, no plea entered. And then when he got up on the stand, he said, I plead the fifth. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, and then he said, and then they just dismissed the case because he had them and he was never in their jurisdiction. And I said, man, I said, the only reason I comment is because everybody reading that was going to go try to write, which I don't even know how they're doing that because now they can do a roll call, you know, uh, where they're trying to lock in before you even get up and do anything. And I'm like, dude, first you were in their jurisdiction 100% of the time, and how are you going to write, I enter no plea, and then turn right around and plea the fifth, which you don't even have a right to anyway. And uh, and I'm like, you know, you're in their jurisdiction the entire time. I say that best. The only reason that they dismissed is either they didn't want to deal with you or something stupid. And they just didn't want to deal with it. I'm like, besides dismissed, they can, you know, doesn't mean it's gone. And some other dude wrote, yeah, you better check, man. They'll come back. You'll see. <laughs> you just you just think it's over. But it's like, you know, <laughs> these people really. How do you, I mean, like, I mean, you know. I'm not trying to pick on the guy. I don't know. He may be an awesome dude. 
But think about that, John. Like, I'll enter no plea. And then turns right around and pleads the fifth. So the guy in the video goes, I answer no questions. And I go, well, sir, are you going to answer any questions? Oh, I don't answer questions. Like, if you're not going to answer questions, shut up. <laughs> you know, they'll, you'll hear them like, I don't have to get you. They'll, they'll start getting pulled in. It's like they just can't help it. You know, my buddy and I had that lunch today, and uh, we were just talking about the jadedness. And, and, like, I don't know if she's jaded. I don't think I'm jaded. I think I'm just tired of uh, circles, circular things. But I swear, dude, people don't understand the relationship of a person. And, man, as many times as we've gone over it, I think a lot of people really still struggle with that. And it's like once you take on a persona, You've left the dimension of man. And man's not some special fancy thing, guys. It's just a, man is just a creation of the creator, therefore has all rights from God. You know, and once you take on a persona, well, you're taking on some persona. So now you have to follow the rules of the persona. It's really just that simple. But I really do think a lot of people still struggle with that quite a bit. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, that story to me sounds like BS. I don't see a magistrate or a judge letting somebody go just because they said they plead the fifth, especially if they put in a piece of paper saying that they weren't going to plead at all. Um, yeah, I think but, it's a fake story. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's absolutely a fake story. But the proper way to plead the fifth, because just like you eloquently put it a few moments ago, you don't have the right to plead the fifth. You have the right to remain silent. And so mm -hmm. the proper way, and, and even case law will tell you that the proper way to plead the fifth is to say, I, I wish to exercise my right to silence. Or I'm not going to answer any of your questions, but <laughs> at that point, you're absolutely right. You have to stay silent. Yeah, you have to stay quiet after that. Otherwise, they can take anything you do as mm -hmm. as an action, like agreeing or consenting. Um, in fact, this guy that I follow sometimes, Steve Leto on YouTube, he actually had a YouTube video about that where this guy got convicted of murder, and he came back and basically said that the police violated his rights to remain silent. But when the police were questioning him, even though he wasn't talking, he never told them that he was exercising his right to remain silent or that he didn't wish to answer questions. And so they got him on basically his actions, like the way he was reacting to the questions, you know, was suspicious. <laughs> you know, the sin oh, of yeah. omission. And uh, and one thing that they did in the middle of the interview was they asked him if he wanted a piece of gum. And he was like, yeah, sure, I'll take a piece of gum. <laughs> and so that just showed that he didn't have the right. Oh, you mean like a toothpick? Uh, oh, yeah, just the exact same thing. Like, And they even quote that in the Supreme Court case law. Like, that's one of the minor details that they quote. It's like, because of this one action. Well, yeah, yeah. you recontracted. It, it null and void yep. the other contract, and you're right back in their con, right back but, in the jurisdiction again. Well, and the thing with that guy was, is that he never contracted to exercise his right to remain silent. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying from all the people who say I'm not going to answer questions, the second they turn around and answer one, 
it, it voids everything they did before. Oh yeah. But I was just, um, you know, that brought me back to that that. Remember when they brought Hillary Clinton's uh, aides and stuff in, and her attorneys when they appeared before Congress? Which this is another interesting thing. You know, it shows that Congress is another form of court because of uh, the way they style it. They're like, okay, they swear them in. That sure sounds like court, right? And then they said, well, well absolutely. I and I wish I mean, to exercise the privilege of the Fifth Amendment to remain silent. Remember when they said it like that? Yeah, and the other thing about Congress being a court is, uh, I mean, look at what just happened to who's Trump's attorney, Mike. Uh, oh, um, yeah, I forget his name. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but I mean, Sorry. the one who just got convicted of committing perjury in Congress. Yeah. You know, and, and Congress has actually held people Mike in Stone. contempt of, of their court. No, I wasn't Stone. I was Not Stone, I know who you're talking about. I got I got Stone's name in my head, but I know who you're talking about. I think it's Roger Stone. Yeah, that's it, Roger Stone. Contempt, contempt of contempt of Congress, right? Isn't that what they charge him with? No, it's contempt of court because they're a court. It's it's just another. Oh yeah, court. I just thought they were. I just thought they charged him with technically contempt of Congress. But, no, but you would they, know they better. Charged, Again, you know yeah, the terms they, better than I do. <laughs> They charged them with contempt of court, and you know, I mean, that just shows you that Congress is just another, and it's just the legislative branch of court and the judicial system. So, well, actually, but, no, it's completely different from the judicial system. I've had right. That many times. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was thinking, I was, you know, I was talking today, and I know you and I approach this subject even sometimes, you know, relatively argumentatively different. But a double mind I think we agree on this, like a double-minded man is unsteady in all of his ways. You know, and you have these people, like I was trying to explain to this guy, like he's like, I don't believe codes and legislative acts apply to us. And I'm like, well, you're absolutely right, but then why do you keep quoting them to validate your point of view? I'd be like, the boogeyman is not real, are you, Mr. Boogeyman? It's like, dude, you see how that sounds? And, and it definitely, even if you don't really believe it, it does confuse people. And not only does it confuse people, if you go into court like that, the judge is going to know you can get by you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, actually, I, somebody sent me an email. And uh, in the email, they had this uh, sovereignty affidavit of truth. And I guess they just pulled it up off of um some website you know but it was going through all of the stuff it, it was really quite silly one of the silliest things was right after their name they had the copywritten symbol and if they didn't actually copyright <laughs> that name that's copyright um, infringement and yeah, then I was gonna the say. other thing absolutely huge that was like you know, just popping out at me was uh, they were talking about um, signing up for the, you know, to vote and how just because they participate in the act of voting, it does not subject them to the jurisdiction of anybody at all. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, no. In yeah, fact, the act of voting 
is what <laughs> is what you know subjects you to because if if you vote on the government whether you like that government or not you're agreeing that that's the system that you wish to you know prevail endorse is, yeah 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 you know the the system of democracy and then at the bottom and this is hilarious i haven't seen anything like this in a really long time but it had the ucc 1308 <laughs> and uh oh. just for any anybody who's who's listening or who might download the ucc 1308 is not to reserve your rights whenever you're signing a contract it is to reserve your rights when you get damaged goods and somebody has to deliver them because they're contracted to deliver them so if you order a tv off the internet and it's like a five thousand dollar tv and it shows up at your house and it's all busted you know and well you can tell that it's probably busted by the way the box looks and the delivery guy's like look man i don't make the tv i don't do anything with the tvs i just gotta deliver it somebody has to sign for it if you put 1308 and sign your name when that delivery guy's there you're reserving your right to take that back to the company take it into court and completely challenge it and that's what the 1308 is there for it has nothing to do with reserving your common law rights it has nothing to do with common law at all that's well, why they call it the, the uniform, uniform commercial code <laughs> uh, yeah so so i'd like to try to start a groundswell of something man maybe we can get this rolling like okay does uh and i know this is kind of a kindergarten first grade question for you but like presidents cops congressmen and stuff okay think about it do they do does, does a police officer or even a president have authority well they have the authority like, you give them well I've been thinking about something. You know, this I we need to it's like what does Satan do? It's always a mirror, right? It's like Bizarro to to Superman. It's like the mirror image, right? So, you know, they come out with a catchphrase, you guys are acting like sovereign citizens. Okay, and I would agree with that uh on people who are double minded and all of that, but when you really think about it, cops are sovereign citizens. When they're out there, like, okay, the moment you give them notice, okay, and you say, hey, oh, man, and then they start bossing you around, they're trying to act like a sovereign. But they're definitely a citizen. So if anybody's a freaking sovereign citizen, it's the police officers and the sheriffs and the deputies, the, you know, and the clerks and all those people, because they're trying to exercise sovereign power that they don't have if it was granted even if it's not by us because it wasn't it was by their owners they're still not sovereign in their world maybe the owners are but not them they're just you're right you see what i'm saying well i i definitely see what you're saying in a lot of court situations i mean i don't know how many situations we've seen in court where the individual that they're accusing of being a sovereign citizen is the only one in the entire courtroom, a party to the case that acts lawfully. <laughs> but, you know? I do. Well, so you know, I, it's just, I agree. Uh, 
we got to start turning this stuff back on them. But I swear, man, I, I, what I'm probably the most jaded about is you can't get people to truly work together. Like people always say they want your opinion, but they don't. They don't fucking mean it. They don't mean it. They're not. They're just waiting for you to shut up so they can say what's on their mind. That's all. They're just waiting to talk. And it, and if you say something they don't like, they'll find a way around you, man. And and look, maybe you need to be gone around some, but you being everybody, I mean, maybe your opinion is not valid on something. Maybe mine's not. Maybe Steve, Tim, Johnny, Susie, Lindy, you know. But what about when it is? People have got to stop creating God in their own image, man, because, I, I mean, when I was a kid, I thought nobody would die for a lie. I mean, I just absolutely did not. You couldn't have convinced me somebody would die for a false belief that they knew was false. Man, I was so wrong. People die for lies every day. People go to prison, like that dude Gary that got all them other guys convicted up in Knoxville. Man, I walked in there and showed him that he was an auxiliary beneficiary. That It proved his whole theory was wrong, and I got that information from the informer, so I'm not tooting my own horn. When I handed him that paper, dude, literally 30 to 45 seconds of his life would have saved him 50 years. And other people. And do you think he would have read it? No, because he saw it and it didn't fit what he wanted it to fit. So he tossed it to the side and chose to go to prison instead. That blows my mind. I can't, my mind doesn't even comprehend how somebody could be that stupid. Well, That's not even somebody ignorant, like That's that. just stupid. I think with somebody like that, you know, their mind's probably clouded by a lot of anger as well. You know, it's it's not just the fact of, um, you know, that they're believing the lie. They believe the lie because of the anger that they have, because of the belief that they have that, you know, it's all a fraud and, you know they're getting scammed and and really it's it's not a fraud because people are consenting to it and when you wake up to it it's kind of your job to not get scammed in my opinion and, i agree uh, with you speaking, on speaking about kind of uh very typical court scams uh, i'm going to go into two types of judgments and break them down and so this was the thing that I was breaking down about. Um, and I was saying that an attorney would understand it this way, but they probably couldn't just put it out in plain, simple English like this. So it's two type of judgments that I see slip a lot of people up. And the first one is a default judgment. Now, now Sean, if I, if I said that you had a default bank account, what would that mean? A default, it would just mean that there was some basic thing that was already in uh, either in motion or it was already there with a certain set of rules or judgments. I mean, I hate, I'm trying not to use the words that you're needing not used. Um, it's already fixed. It's already set. It's like a default position. Like this is, unless you say something, this is where it starts. This is the starting point. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's that's an interesting, but really, like, if your bank account's in default, it's failed. You know, it's, it's a failure, like a default. Oh, I thought you were talking about, like, a default judgment. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, but I am talking about a default judgment, and that's where people get confused, and that's where the word game gets mixed up is because, you know, with default, like if somebody told you your bank account was in default, then you would know that your bank account was feeling like you owe more money because somebody pulled out money and there wasn't enough money to, to be in there to cover it. So, but when you put that word judgment behind it, people get all scared because they see, oh, it's a paper from the court and it says, it says judgment. <laughs> and really a default judgment is one of the easiest things because if you go to your handy dandy Webster's 1828, you know, in law, a failure of appearance in court at a day assigned, particularly of the defendant in a suit when called to make answer, it may be applied to jurors, witnesses, etc. But a plaintiff failing to appear by himself or attorney is usually called a non-appearance, which basically means that it's a non-suit when um, when the plaintiff doesn't doesn't appear because the plaintiff must appear. Anybody who's listened to Carl has definitely heard him say the plaintiff must appear. And so a default, all you have to do if they're going to execute a default upon you is before they execute it, they have to give you some type of notice. And all you have to do is appear. And that's exactly what an attorney would do. Like if you got a default judgment and um, if you got a default judgment in a court and then you went back because they were trying to execute the judgment upon you and you got an attorney, the first thing your attorney would do is file a notice of appearance and it would start the action up and, and that default judgment would be set aside because whenever they're going to come and take property away from you, and I've never seen a state where they didn't have this in their constitution, their rules of civil procedure, and in their statutory codes, they've had it in all three in every state that I've I've actually looked this up in they have to give you the right to a trial. You have the right to a trial before they come and just take your property. So if you didn't show up for court, maybe you didn't know court was going on, maybe they couldn't find you and just put up a public notice in the newspaper or something. If something like that happened, then you absolutely have the right to challenge the judgment. As soon as you appear, the judgment is no longer in default. It's no longer a felling judgment. It's no longer a judgment, period, because you have appeared. Now, the second judgment is a summary judgment. So, and summary, if we look at this word from Webster's 1828, literally, meaning in the noun, containing the sum or substance of a fuller account. Okay, so when they're talking about a summary judgment, that's just some of a judgment. That's not a whole judgment. It's just part of a judgment. But again, people look at this and they see this paper and they see these words, this word judgment, and it has a court stamp and it's signed by a judge and you know they don't know what to do and they don't understand that what they're actually looking at is something that says that the opposing party has some of a judgment but it's not complete hey if uh if i may i didn't catch you say anything about the bank i don't know if i cut out or you did but basically what i was with the default being a starting point with rules already established because you didn't do anything was basically what I was saying. Like, 
that we're going to go proceed with this because you didn't do anything. Like you didn't. Say yeah, because you didn't you show didn't. up. Right. So, but but if you think about it, under the, everything in their world's commerce, so it's all debt, right? It's all debt based. So that would mean, uh, like think about the Fair Debt Collection Act. The moment, like a debt is true until you challenge it, and then once you challenge it, they have to go to court. They have to start all over. I forget what section that's in, but I know that, and that's a paraphrase, but that's exactly what happens. Like they're going to proceed default against you until you challenge the debt. Once you challenge it, they have to start all over and prove it. Yeah, and I mean they can't, you know, no judgment is finalized unless you have actually been through a trial. And if you're going through the statutory system, even if you go through a trial by jury, you can still appeal it. You know, so, I mean, it takes years to get a judgment finalized, um, especially going through a statutory system. It's going to take a long time to collect. And this is another reason why going to court, if you can make some type of agreement before going to court, it's always better to do that than to, like, especially if you are moving on the offensive mode. Uh, I know a lot of times we're sitting here talking about the defensive mode, and I wouldn't say that, you know, this is exactly advice for moving on the defensive mode, but on the offensive mode, whenever you can avoid going to court, it's typically better to avoid going to court than to try and fight it out. It takes a lot of emotional energy. It takes a lot of mental energy, and it's going to be very exhausting, and especially when you're doing things at common law. You know, the hardest part is just getting the court to recognize that you have the right to do that. And and I will tell you from personal experience, again, having gone to court a minimum of 100 times a year for six years and probably 50-plus for the next four years, dude, they will try to settle before trial it's as often as they can. You You guys would not believe just... I mean, we used to walk into, a, they had a back sitting room where everybody would sit and all the cops would sit and wait for their cases. And then in the in the hall and then the breezeway on the outside of that room or a little vestibule and in that room, uh, the prosecutors and defense attorneys, everybody would be walking around and it was like a damn stock exchange or flea market. They would just, okay, well, if you take this, I'll give you this. Oh, what about this? Well, come on, man. Can't you just work with me? I, I got a full caseload today. Can't you just do this? I mean, it was like that every day. And that's why cops just used to get so, they don't care, they don't care. It's just wheeling and dealing because they don't have time to see and hear all the cases. So I promise you, if, they can, if you can settle it, I agree with JC, it's always best to try to settle it. And they are very, very eager unless you piss them off so bad with all the double-mindedness and all this just like combative natures, they really will work with you. Not saying that I would do that, just saying they would. And I'll shut up. That's all good. I mean, I actually get to see something pretty interesting play out over the next couple of weeks because I know of the situation going on where, um, you know, basically a gentleman was in a gentlemanly contract with a woman and she never uh, paid her obligations. 
and he uh, just sent her a final written warning. And she basically wrote back and said, uh, go talk to my attorney. <laughs> and I think this is hilarious because uh, the gentleman has her on audio recording, like even though it was a gentlemanly contract and it was all verbal, she's actually on <laughs> audio recording. <laughs> committing to the contract so there's no way of actually backing out of it and i'm sure that the attorney is thinking as attorneys often do how the, how he can slime his way out of this but i i just want to hear what happens after they go in and play that audio recording for him because i'm wondering if he's going to call up his client and be like uh yeah i just go ahead and pay him off and if if he's not a board attorney, he'll probably do that. And this conversation actually came up with me this past week, but typically board attorneys uh, will try and cost their clients a lot of money, okay? Because they have nothing else to do. If you have a really top dollar attorney that, you know, is representing somebody that did you wrong in law or whatever if you go and show that attorney that what they did was really wrong and that guy already has his clock booked his clock's full he's going to go tell his client hey you know by the end of this you're going to pay me fifteen thousand dollars a day to run a trial for you and you don't have that good of a case so like after paying me to run this trial for you you still might end up having to pay them but if he's got nobody on his on his, his uh, docket sheet, those bets are off. He's going to say, oh, we got this. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can help you, man. We got this hands down. I've seen cases like this before. Lots of times. <laughs> Let me tell you about them at $350 an hour. You know, let's have a conversation, buddy. <clears throat> but uh, were you going to continue on that subject? Uh, no, I'm good. I I <clears throat> I don't know. I guess uh, I still think that people aren't getting the person. They're they're looking at it like some. I don't know. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, man. Like, I don't know. I don't think they understand what being man means. A lot of them, a lot of them just don't. That's like it's still some kind of magical formula inside the legal system that if they just say this incantation, I mean, I don't, they just really don't get it. I mean, I, of, I think that the easiest way of explaining, you know, being man or being <clears throat> woman, at least from kind of a legal sense, was like, you know, when you and I were helping Andrew. And it was like, hey, Andrew, you remember when you were turning 16, 17, and, you know, maybe your parents caught you smoking pot, and you were just like, so what? You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, so what? Okay, you caught me smoking pot, and? Um, that reminded me on legal deception if anybody's on facebook is a member of that one of the guys i was debating one of the things was in there remember the show sanford and son lamont had I this uh, 
Oh, God, you made me sick. Lamont <laughs> on Sanford and Son, and I'll, I'll try. If somebody's on the computer can find this and, and uh, post it, it'd be brilliant. But Sam, Sam is the dad. Lamont's a younger guy, and he's in there for some traffic violation. I think it's like a failure to yield a right-of-way. And cop gave him a ticket. It was a white t- cop. And if you looked in the audience, it was all brothers in there, okay? So Sam's like, <clears throat> Sanford is like, uh, or Fred, like, hey, you know, he's going to win this case, man. You see all these brothers in here? And then he, the judge come in. He's the brother. We got this. We got this. And he's like, Dad, please don't say anything, Pop. Come on, man. Don't say nothing. He's like, no, nah, man, brother, I got you, man. They start taking bets in the in the audience. It's kind of funny. But Lamont gets on the stand, and the judge is like, hey, you know, you're charged with the failure to yield, yada, 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 whatever it was. And uh, he's like, how do you plead? He goes, well, I did it. He said, I'm not arguing that I did it. He said, hold on, what's wrong? Honey, I am on a radio show. Um. Or was it? Oh, he's like, yeah, I did it. He said, and I admit it's illegal. He said, but it, it still wasn't wrong. He said, let me explain. So he tells the judge why he had to, you know, he, he had to move his vehicle and it got in the way of this other thing because of the danger it represented. And he goes into this little spiel. It's not very long. I don't remember word for word. But essentially what he was like is, look, yeah, I know it was illegal, but it didn't violate the spirit of the law because I didn't hurt anybody, but it was necessary and proper for me to prevent hurting somebody. And the judge is like, well, you used good common sense, so I'm going to find you not guilty. And it was just kind of really, really cool to think that this was in the early 70s. And he's like, basically, yeah, it was illegal, but it was unlawful. And the judge was like, good, okay, fine, have a good day. And you would never see that on TV today. Oh, no. No, you wouldn't. You're right. I mean, they've got it so skewed now where you're afraid to even question anybody. It's insane. <clears throat> but I'll, I'll try to find that and send it to you and put it on the WhatsApp group. Maybe we can put it up next week or just throw it up on the uh, talk show here. Because, I mean, it really is pretty pretty interesting and gives everybody the idea of what we're always talking about with being duly qualified and how it can be illegal but not unlawful, you know? It kind of oh, covered I'm, two or I'm, three different angles. It's pretty cool. I absolutely know. Like, uh, what was that TV show that you and I were watching? Uh, Hatfields and McCoys. And, oh, yeah. you know, like... Uh, at the beginning of that series, it, it was really common law. Um, and then by the end of the series, it was actually a pretty good mini series that kind of showed the moving from the common law into the statutory world of the state. Um, yeah, I remember us talking but, about that. But yeah, so if you if you go back and watch a lot of these older things like uh you know deadwood's coming out at the end of this month so i've been going back and uh catching up on the first three seasons because you know it's been over a decade uh but they they handle things very very common law 
And for anybody who doesn't know what Deadwood was, like this TV show takes place in 1876. And for the couple of years after that, when there was a gold rush going on in Deadwood, South Dakota, which was just a Northwest territory back then. And it really goes through and shows like kind of the common law of how things worked on the ground when people committed a crime in society in the town of Deadwood, um, how they handled that. And it even goes to, uh, because when the town was first created and established, it was actually an illegal town because it was on land that uh, belonged to the Sioux Indians or something. <clears throat> but it shows you how the legislatures were extorting the people of the town to try and legalize it and to negotiate with the Sioux and keep it to where whenever they did make it a state of South Dakota or whatever, um, that these people could stay in that town, that they wouldn't have to vacate and leave because it was in some sovereign territory called, you know, Indian territory. So it's it's pretty interesting and and how it portrays the law how it portrays right and wrong and justice and there's definitely some times in the series where it's like you know the best justice you're going to get sometimes is mob rule you know That's right. you, you can't anger the mob um so well yeah i think there's a really great today. references to find out what common law is what were you going to say man um, and I preface this with the last thing I would ever want to have to do is hurt another man. Um, but I was asked, well, what do you do when you do everything right and you go in there and do what you're supposed to do and you do everything lawfully and you do it all, yada, da 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 da, and then they try to just run over you and destroy you anyway. And I'm like, well, what would you do if anybody tried to harm you? You know, at that point, you have to decide whether or not the value of your freedom and your belief and knowing 100%, like you just, you can't even be a doubt, like you know 100% that you're being right, righteous, and just, and that that's just being completely overrun. You can either turn it over to God or listen to see what God wants you to do act accordingly i mean there's sometimes you just have to let it go and put a tourniquet on it and then there's other times i think you have to fight to the death i mean you can't you know what i mean like there's a time for both there's a time to live and a time to die i guess but yeah, you always have thing. to be the real thing is is that in a situation like that you know, it's it's not something that anybody can advise you on, and nobody knows what they're going to do until it actually happens to them. Mm-hmm. But we were talking you know, about today how court, like, you know, like one of the reasons I like Game of Thrones is because of the way court and feudalism and things of that nature are portrayed, and it's like, you know, they, the way they handled it back then probably would spare people from a lot of pain today, you know. People back then, you were either right or, I mean, what did they do to you? Why did judges, what was it, like a thousand acres of land a judge had to own before he could be a judge? 
because he had to have enough land that in case he did something and acted outside of his power, jurisdiction, or authority, he had to be able to have the amount of property and money to make you right and whole immediately. Wasn't it a thousand acres? Uh, I don't know. It was, it was different in different areas. It was a lot. I know that. I mean, they had to have a lot of property. You know, and you don't advocate any kind of anything, but I mean, shit, they don't mind saying they're going to kill you if you don't follow the crosswalk the way they want you to. I don't think they'll put it quite that bluntly. Oh, no, they they hide it better. Same thing, though. Hopefully we turn it all around. It doesn't matter. That's kind of my hope. And the clock is ticking. Sure as hell is. Click, click, click. Anything been going on over your way? Well, no, we got a hand up. So, seven one. By the way, I got a message. I got a message from the Canadians today. By the way, remind me to tell you after the show. All right. Seven one six, you're live. Hey, how you guys doing? Pretty good. How you doing? Good, good, thanks. Um, I got a question um, dealing with license. Uh, well, actually, registration on a vehicle. Um, I purchased, well, anyway, it, the registration ran out. And uh, when I did uh, renew my license, in the comments section, I wrote a simple, uh, I wish to be let alone. Um, and uh, curiously, I didn't get a reminder to renew my registration. The coincidence? Um, I'm curious what you guys think. Mm, I, I don't know. I mean, has there been any problem from it? Not so far. I've been thinking about uh, um, uh, turning in my plates, you know. And uh, scratching a sticker off and putting a private plate on the on the vehicle, but uh, again, I'm curious what you guys think. Well, I think if you uh, return your plates and scratch the sticker off, um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Once you put the private plates on on your vehicle, they will probably mess with you, and depending on how that goes down, occurs, how you stand, will probably determine on if they mess with you proceeding from that point. Mm-hmm. But that's something where you're asking to be tested. Which I really don't want, honestly. Um, <laughs> that's why uh, I fear I'm going to cower and, uh, and renew the registration. Well, I'm just... Uh, yeah. You've already also like I did they did you write that and then that's why they didn't tell you I doubt it I don't yeah probably just a mistake I, I think it's I just know. a mistake but I mean just from a, a logistical standpoint when you wrote on there I wish to be let alone and then you went ahead and got the license 
I mean, it's like I want to be let alone. Well, give give me that piece of paper that tells you you can mesh with me. <laughs> you know, I get it's it. a little double minded. <laughs> it's a little double minded. Well, you know, you know. It's fishing like but in a man. funny way. I'm carrying a pole doesn't mean I'm fishing. You know. <laughs> But I agree it's with you, like, man. Do you know the Demiris? Do you know the Demiris or Demar? Um, I've probably looked it up, but it's um, yeah, I'm not having a recall. Demar is basically Demar is basically yeah, I did it. So what? All right, that's right. essentially what it is. Okay, so it's kind of like JC was saying earlier. You know, yeah, okay, you know, I did that thing, but it's like I don't owe you an explanation, and I don't. You know, you know, and it's hard today because you're not just yeah, because you're not just dealing honestly. You're not just dealing with, um, and you is ambiguous. Okay, you're not just dealing with your lack of knowledge or something like that. But you know, there's an entire generation of people your age at work in government. I mean, I can tell you right now, cops don't know law. They they think they do. Deputies are a little better. And you'll find that in most, most jurisdiction deputies, you know, they pull people over less for like speeding and stuff like that. And one of the reasons mm-hmm. is because of elections. But, but um, you know, sheriff has to get elected, so they sure want a job, and they piss all the electors off, you know. But um, you know, they don't know law, man. And um, I kind of forgot what was going with that. Cause I'm tired, but. Anyway, just, yeah, I agree with John. It, having been a police officer, if I looked over and saw a private tag, US, UCC 1308 or all rights reserved. I don't think I'd Not for right hire. Either. Not for hire. Well, I'm just saying not for hire. There's all these different tags that people use. Yep. It, you're better off not having a tag on it at all and going, ah, oh, must have fallen off. <laughs> or something, you know, <laughs> then you are having that crack. That stuff's like a big neon flashing light with signs from heaven with sirens that says, please, pull me over, man. Yeah, yeah. Cops love yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't want to play with them, you know. I respect them enough to stay out of their way, I guess, you know. And I'll tell you this, dude, there's a viscerate hatred of people who they believe are sovereign citizens. You're better off being a murdering drug dealer than a sovereign citizen. Right, right. Yeah. I don't know what that means. There's so much. Well, I mean, it's just such like, like, uh, like somebody who goes out there and starts saying that I have the rights under the Constitution to do this, this, and this, and you can't pull me over because... You know, you don't have the authority to pull me over, just all that stuff, and doesn't really understand what they're doing and gets labeled that way. I am telling you right now, if not more so, you're at least on the same level with a murdering drug dealer in the mind of most cops. There is yeah, an instantaneous hatred towards them people, man. It's 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 actually a little unsettling when you really know it. Yeah, and I, I know some of them guard all the time, <laughs> right? <laughs> what was that, man? What were you saying? Who's that? Y- yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Well, I was just said it was. It, it must be. <laughs> but yeah, guard all the time. You know, walking up to a new window every hour, and 
you know, knocking on the window asking for stuff. You know, there's tragedies on both sides, you know. But anywho, let's keep this upbeat. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely all due to a lack of education in my mind. Thank you. You know, money controls. Uh, yeah, anywho. well, I mean, the money controls the education. Yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> You know, there there are people who are very principled, and um, they won't, you know, they won't sell their soul. But if they if they believe that they're doing wrong for the right reason, then they'll probably do wrong. Right on. There's a duality. So I I will I will tell you this kind of at the chance of kind of sounding like a hypocrite. My tags have been expired for probably three or four years now um so i've just left them on the vehicle them you just yeah. leave them on there yeah i haven't heard anything <laughs> wait for them to ask ask for them back hey can we get those back uh, hey, if I they ask for them that. back i totally give them back and um, right. i can vouch for that because i had to keep like six like six or seven cops off of us in north carolina because of those tags. <laughs> or at least like that, they was came the, that was part of the reason anyway. The other part was they just didn't like us. Yeah. What's not to like, right? <laughs> it, was a little, it was a little unique. <laughs> yeah. to say the least. I don't know if they didn't like us as much as they just don't like doing their job. Yeah, and most people do it for him. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, it's just like I, they they advertise a certain set of like uh, job description, if you will. You know, if somebody breaks the law, you're supposed to call the police, right? Mm-hmm. Well, just not if it's one of their buddies, you know, that does it, and <laughs> they like call somebody else. <laughs> Well, we all have to police ourselves, right? So, that's that's like, for where sure. Where is he? Where is he? Who, who did it? Show it. Point him out. Oh, Jim did it? Oh, man, come on. Jim's a nice guy. I mean, he did it. I can't get Jim. Yeah, crazy stuff. They will definitely, I can tell you right now, they definitely won't go after anybody wearing a... Oh, ha, that just reminded me of another part, John. He's like, I always think a judge is kind of sissy. He goes, why is that, Pop? He goes, man, they're wearing them big, long, bright dresses. He said, uh, I always got them dresses on. He said, if you go over to England, they even wear powdered wigs over there. He said, a man wearing a dress with a powdered wig? I don't know about that, man. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah, that sounds a little to, strange. You have to you have to see the scene, but it's, it's pretty freaking it's all right. <laughs> But I digress. Sam Sanford and Sons. Yeah, if I could post it on the thing, I would, but I'm not in a position to do it. It's it's hilarious. If anybody wants to look up that scene and post it on the board, it's it's pretty friggin' funny. It's only about seven or eight minutes, but I think it's hilarious. Well, if you send me a yeah. link to it this week, I'll post it up next week. Oh, wait, you could do it now, couldn't you? Uh, and if I send it yeah. to you on your 
Well, I send it to your phone. Can you transfer? No, send it, it to me on WhatsApp. That's gonna be easier with the computer. I'll see if I can find it. So how how long uh have you has your tags been expired, man? A month. It was pointed out to me uh, three days ago, actually. Yeah, do you live in one of those states, it. like, down here, I guess yep. maybe, like, the year after I, I quit paying the property taxes on my car, they started changing the color of the little tag, because they used to send, like, one for the year and one for the month, and now they do it all in one thing, and, and they color code it, so if a cop's driving mm -hmm. down the road... You know, in that year, the color's yellow, and you got the green from last year. They'll they'll pull you over, you know, because it's a lot easier to notice than the little year that they used to put on them. Do y'all have something right. like that in your state? Oh yeah, they're color coded. Yeah, by year, absolutely. Yeah, so I probably got a little while before you know somebody might notice the uh, month month on it or. Uh, or whatnot. I guess I'll deal with it then. If I don't cower before, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to cower. I'm not all I fear to be. If you do have to deal with it, like if you get pulled over, man, uh, you can always go and pay the, the taxes before you go into court. Yeah, yeah they'll usually. Yeah, I'm not really worried about it. Yeah. That episode is uh Legal Eagle. It's the it's the Legal Eagle episode. I'm trying to find the uh the excerpt. I know it's not that important for the show, but I mean it actually is a pretty good little teaching tool. That's the only reason I keep bringing it up. You mean that um that uh channel Legal Eagle? No, 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 no. It's the episode. It's Sanford and Son Legal Eagle. And they've got all these uh, little excerpts from it, but I don't see the one that I saw. They've only got these little one-minute excerpts from it, and it's not going to cover – I'm sure it's not going to cover the whole of what I want. Well, I got to. this one. It's uh, Legal Eagle, Sanford and Son, Season 3, Episode 15. <laughs> it's about 36 minutes long. Yeah, that's the one. But but see, there's a there's a section of it. It's only like they said five, six, seven minutes, and they took that little excerpt out. And they've got the other. They've got the one with the little Mexican dudes talking, which is hilarious. And they've got the other one. I can't say the word because everybody will freak out. He says that's where it was talking about all the brothers in there. But he uses the N word. He says, I know this cops are racist. They go, why? And he said, look at all the brothers in here. <laughs> it's like ain't nobody else, man. It's just, you know the whole the whole thing is kind of a funny thing. I I know it's on legal deception on Facebook, so I'll try to find it there. Well, I'll just go ahead and post up the whole episode. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's actually worth watching that segment. It really is. I think it'd be kind of show people the spirit of the law. I mean, I know it's in a, in a show, but it's not it's not bad. All right, well, Money Mike has his hand up. Money Mike, you're unmuted. What's going on, man? 
Hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah, we got a possible situation uh, almost happening. What's that? For some odd reason, I got like like two of them. I get, well, actually got about three of them. Uh, <clears throat> now, uh, for some reason, I got at my door uh business card for uh for the department of the like the family's protective services and shit like their cps <clears throat> right now, now now like throughout the week like maybe for the last uh two, three or four days but um um i was for um I was have um problems happening and then uh uh Ashley's grandmother for some reason uh, according to her but I I I don't know if this is true or not because I hear them talk normal but for some reason she I, I have reason to believe she might have called them because uh because uh Ashley is Oh hello! Oh, I think my bad thing just got mute, unmuted. Uh, did you hear any? Yeah, of the... you muted out there for a second. Yeah. Man. Um, let me backtrack. Um, Ashley's special needs, uh, and for some reason, seems that uh, her grandmother might have called the CPS. Uh, I don't know what Ashley told her though, but I can hear them they're talking okay, normal, but. I don't know what's going uh, on it doesn't that. matter who called CPS, Mike. Uh, don't yeah. answer the door and tell them that you wish for them to come back with a warrant. Okay. And uh, yeah. and don't talk with them because the only way that yeah. they can execute their case or whatever they're working on is by you cooperating. And if you cooperate, you're going to give them the power and the right. authority and the jurisdiction yeah. that they got to um, have to do whatever they're trying to do because um because um how do you call it um so far it's only just been the business card of the door the, uh, i haven't seen them in person but oh, as long as it's that as long as it's just as just the case but i'm starting to um i'm starting to wonder if um i wonder if they leave the cards like a certain number of times because like like that's their way of giving notice and now that when they do that, you know, like if they start showing up, then maybe they would, you know, do that. I mean, but like you said, yeah, if they do need the warrant, that's fine. Uh, question. Uh, should it just be the warrant only and to make sure it's signed by the judge or something or, or like, or like. Tell uh, them to secure a bond with a. Should it be bonded? Yeah, really? Okay, yeah, tell, tell them to have a secured bond with whatever warrant secured they sign. Secured bond, okay. Yep. Bond attached to that warrant or just secure, like what? How do I say it? Tell them to attach a secured bond with the warrant that they're going to execute. Okay. I mean, I can guarantee you, like, I don't see them getting a warrant, but I can guarantee okay. you they're not going to get a warrant with a secured bond. Either. See the thing that I'm trying to figure out is it's it's not so much about uh, the fact that it's happening. It's just that is why. But 
I wish to settle the matter privately, and I wish to settle there with uh, with Grandma because um, if she believes something's happening, you know, then you know, let's just get her out of there. But you know, if if something's gonna happen there where where they're trying to do something on me, um, that that's 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 not cool. That's not cool. I I'll do this way, but the bottom line is I I probably I probably you know. I don't want to speak anymore because it's like uh, well, my mind's shutting down right now because it's uh, like the emotions coming through. All I can say about that, man, is that best relationships with your family members are, are the best thing to promote and to kind of have an agreement with one another. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, if some if somebody if somebody from my family called CPS on me or some type of agency like that, I probably wouldn't talk to them again yeah this sucks because it's like once that happened you know all of a sudden the domino chain happened and there's like two or three four family members uh coming against her and i and uh according to what what was had said one of the other family members uh might have reported it as well what about that well, just remember that stuff's got to be proven. You know what I mean? Say, say, say again, Shaman? That stuff's got to be proven. You got to be really careful about how much wiggle room right. you give them, though, man. Those people are really Yeah, right. Because, yeah, because. Yeah, don't. Yeah, because I mean, I mean just, I'll is, tell you now. Yeah, because you it is like, you know, jurisdiction, even though. Yeah, sorry. Even though, like, uh, I know the family shit, but it still has got to, you know, because all this shit is like hearsay. Yeah, and, but, so you know, CPS or DSS or whatever state agency they have to protect the children in your state, they will move on hearsay. And the, that's absolutely, they, they can do it. I mean, when I was going through my divorce, one of the reasons why I settled before really having you know, somebody no, I mean, make a decision for us okay. was because, you know, like accusations started flying around. She was saying that I was doing this. I was saying that she was doing that. And if we would have gone into court, you know, pointing the finger at each other the way that we were, it was kind of likely that the, you know, the man in the robe would take the child until they figure out what's really going on. I know. Um, CPS would move on hearsay, but but uh, but uh, let's say that uh, so supposedly that once I bring them in the court or something, that then I, I use the hearsay thing. Um, that's what I that's what I meant. Yeah, well, I, you, can't, you can't use hearsay. Yeah, I don't. I'm not exactly sure your context, but uh, yeah, maybe I miss miss saying it. Uh, I I mean. Okay, so I, I think I understand what you're saying with the hearsay. And yes, they will come and take the child, like CPS will get involved over hearsay, but really that's what their job is to do for the court, is to go and verify whether the hearsay is true or not. And, you know, that's why they start an investigation. And, you know, I mean, ultimately, like, hey. if you look at the grand scheme of what they're there to do and how they're advertised okay yeah most reasonable people would say uh, okay yeah 
you know like i wonder I, um i agree with that but when you get into what they actually do like anything any weird little thing any weird little custom that you have you know they might not think it's so innocent and they might have a problem with it um i've i've ran into parents like i i know somebody who recorded their child saying what the you know what the other parent was doing to them and cps started investigating that parent you know and it's I, I can understand what's going on because I know how the system works. But the thing is, is that it's twisted, it's mingled up. And even though the people in there might think that they're doing the wrong thing for the right reasons, it's still the wrong thing. And they have a completely different mentality than you have. So for the most part, I tell people, don't talk to them ever. Yeah. Um. The other thing I possibly thought of was uh, now since well not that other thing but, um actually I just thought of it now while you were talking about that here uh, because you're saying that they move on here say I wonder if um I could kind of use a uh, modification of what Colin Derrick once did uh, when he was in a case that uh, that according to the judge uh, also uh. Uh, went entirely on hearsay. So then, what he did was, uh, uh, he did he did some kind of uh, spiel where, you know, where where he made it look like uh, uh, one of the prosecutors having the hots for somebody or something. Or if I can throw that, you know, throw that story in on there. And but what I'm saying about it is, I wouldn't do that specifically. But what I'm saying is like if I could work my own thing you know based on a hearsay thing but uh, uh i'll have to give that more thought well, i mean hearsay, i don't think i'd be going into all that convoluted stuff i think i'd just focus on locking down who you are what happened in your world and the right way and how to not get involved in theirs i mean i wouldn't be trying to i would i don't think i i think i understand what you're saying i don't think i'd be doing any of that Sorry, JC, go ahead. Well, I mean, hearsay is something that you're going to challenge. Like, uh, for instance, if y'all were moving uh, court action before a court hearing and they were saying something that was completely unsubstantiated, that's that's when you would use hearsay. I thought he was trying to say he was going to use hearsay. Uh, yeah, I know. That's when he would use hearsay is when he's actually moving before some type of court hearing. It's not something that you're gonna write down on paper. I mean, of course, whatever paper that they have, you know, unless they have somebody writing down a verification, uh, you know, it's it's not even hearsay because it's no say at all. No, no, no. I thought he was saying he wanted to use some type of but um oh would um would a restraining or would a restraining order against a grandmother help or no for, for family, family members well i mean it depends on what you what your definition of help I, is. yeah yeah it, you know like uh it, will it help ruin the relationship for good uh, yeah definitely, definitely yeah yeah uh, i don't you mind. know 
Um, yeah. If the relationships beyond repair, will it help just keep them away? Like, yeah. you know, the grandmother starts showing up at school events like, or sporting see, events. See, I do and, like the idea. I do like Carl's idea of uh, always going, you know, like uh, he would say, you know, uh, the uh, as demonstrated in the uh, famous Gordon Hall skit, uh, you know, go to your brother 70 times 70 or some shit. Uh, you know, just always try to settle with the matter before even going into court. I mean, whether or not they decided to move forward there, uh, it, it, my belief is that you can still settle in private. Yeah. Uh, eventually, well, uh, they could they could still come come in and say oh, and try to get a hold of CBS and uh, said uh, you know we made a mistake, you know. God, you know. Here, here, here's my belief is that if they're really saying things against you of that nature, I wouldn't talk to them. I wouldn't talk to CPS. Uh, basically, by talking to them, by interacting with them, that's the only way that you're going to have anything move into a court setting. So just kind of like at the beginning of the show, Shaman and I were talking about how most of what we do is trying to keep people out of court. If you wish to stay out of court, do not communicate, do not intercourse with those people at all. So, um, so basically their mindset is uh, totally uh, different and there's no way of coming to a meeting of the minds. Is that what you're saying? No, what I'm saying is that for your protection, for the protection of of your little bundle of joy over there, I would not speak with anybody at all. And that's probably going to be the best way to keep you and any other party from going into a courtroom setting to where you're actually going to like the closer to the point of conflict, the point of origin that you can get something the easier it is to stop and what i'm saying right now is stop it right here by not yeah. communicating with them at all, all you right. know because there's nothing that the grandmother an aunt an uncle a cousin you know two brothers and a stepsister can say uh that can get them to come in without them verifying that you know y'all caused some type of harm injury or loss you were abusive uh you know you're putting the child in incredibly careless Not a child. <laughs> See, I, i'm talking about no i'm talking about uh, now let, let me backtrack again this might have gotten lost uh, when i accidentally muted out ashley ashley has special needs and she's been like that ever since she's born this is ashley who is living with me right now okay ashley is Ashley is 32 now. Almost 32. Yeah, she's an she's an adult. And I don't know why grandma's calling child protective services just because she thinks that she's because he's she's special needs or something. But the bottom line is she's still living on her own and the family doesn't really do much. I mean, yeah, they they would help her out in any way necessary. But when it comes to actually wanting her, her to live with them, uh, I don't see any evidence of that. That's what it is. So they're calling CPS on you to basically get Ashley away from you? Yeah, I believe so. Well, I have no so evidence it's against me. I'm fighting to be with but, you. I'd rather be with you. Dad was pissed yeah. that I bought a one-way Megabus ticket to come up here and be with him. My dad almost tried to kill me, JC. Just no, no, no. Wait a minute. That's out of wait. That that's way back before oh, yeah. anything happened. That's when, doesn't even. When you, Kathy, and Herb and Barbara called me to come save the business. Uh, yeah, oh well, yeah. That's I guess <laughs> circumstance. You know, it's like yeah, 
I guess that's a good indication of how the family is, I guess. But, but me, I, from my own personal view, I have no no idea how the family is, actually is. But I mean, they they've been they've been welcoming to I myself. So you know this. But but if but if it is still recommended that this you know, communication doesn't occur, okay, fine. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I would uh, cease communications. Otherwise, like if Ashley really wished to, then if she contacted them, I would record it because I I thought that there was some type of child involved or something. Um, but I would record it and just go tell them, hey, look, I'm an adult. They don't pay my bills. I have the right to make my own decisions, even if they're bad. Leave me alone. Otherwise, I'm gonna charge you for harassment. All right, thank you very much. I'll take that into consideration. Thanks, Jesse. All right. No problem. All right. All right, I'm done. <laughs> All right, thanks yeah, for coming out and involved, time with us. Can you hear me, John? No, what did you say? I thought there was a kid involved, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, things are easy to get misinterpreted, misunderstandings. So, but, you know, I mean, if she really wants to talk with them, I'd just go say, and I, hey, Ashley, if you're uh, still listening to this, uh, tell them that you're recording whenever you talk to them and tell them, like, hey, leave me alone or I'm going to charge you with harassment. Like, let them know at the very beginning of that conversation, like, hey, I'm recording. You know, what business do you have? What's this about? And if, and I would mainly just ask them those things to see whatever the family members have told them. You know what I mean? Try and get some information out of them. And then I tell them like, hey, look, I'm a grown adult. I take care of myself. I wipe my own tushy. Leave me alone or I'm going to charge you with harassment. Okay. Yeah, I was shocked. I was actually in HGB when I got a call from them. I had no idea that they were called. It just went out of stupidness with the entire family. And when I asked them who who called them, when the lady from APS called, she said, "Oh, I can't say." I'm like, yeah. I was like, "All right, forget it," and just hung up on them because I just I got excuse my friend Stacy, but I got pissed. Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, and they won't they won't tell you who called, but you know typically you know your family members, you know the people who are close to you, you know the people who you grew up with. And if you just get them to tell you basically what the story was that they were called about, you can probably figure out who told them. Okay. Yes, sir. And, and uh, you can probably piece that together in your own mind because there's there's been some issues with somebody, you know, and they're going to be similar issues and it's going to be like, <laughs> you know, ah, uh, you know, they, they were talking to me about this last Easter, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, just definitely make sure that you tell them that you're recording right from the get-go. And you're going to make them really nervous. Uh, sometimes when people have done that, they won't even talk to the individual recording. They'll be like, nope, I'm leaving. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, no problem. Thank y'all for coming out and asking questions. That's why we're here. Yes, sir. Thanks. Hey, JT. Yes, sir. Hey, JT. 
Hey, um, I got kind of an issue here. I've got to go. I've got to take care of this. Um, I don't. I don't really have a choice. I got. I got to go. I mean, everything's okay, but I got to handle this. <laughs> it's a work-related cool. probably, issue. Yeah, I'll probably be uh, taking off here pretty soon if nobody else has any questions. So, um, but we'll probably right, be um, back. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just going to say I, I appreciate everybody who came out and, uh, you know, asked some questions and hung out with us and stuff. And I'm sorry. i got to go early, but I just got a lot on my plate this week. And and I was going to say we'll probably be back next week if that's what you were getting ready to say. Yeah, that's exactly what I was getting ready to say. I was actually just looking up the date, and it looks like it will be the 29th of May because, you know, 29 and 7 away from 22. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I can add. Quick, um, just a quick I didn't update. even know you could count that. It's a quick update. Money Mike does not have a bundle of joy, although uh, that, that could be a matter of perspective. <laughs> hey. Better, no, you stop that, hey. <laughs> hey, Money Mike, you want to advertise your show? Are you doing a show after this show? or uh, No, I'm going to do a show tomorrow. My, yeah, I'm going to do mine tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do mine about, um, let's see. I'm going to do mine at, Angel is at 9 Eastern. I'm going to probably do mine. I'm going to do mine at about 10 Eastern. Um, hey, I got to go. Sorry, guys. Mike. Money Mike, have Take a good care. night, man. Good luck with that. Be careful. Care. Everybody else, have a good uh, and cool weekend. See you, JC. Right, I'll thanks. call you later. Yes, yep. sir. Take it easy, Sean. All right, buddy. Bye. So, uh, yeah, well, it's kind of been a slow evening, kind of been a slow week. In fact, I started off talking about how people on WhatsApp are talking about how nobody's talking or doing anything. I told them they should come out tonight and participate in the show, but if you nobody got a new, to... um, do you got a new WhatsApp group yet or no? Uh, no, no, just the same groups that we had since the days you... with Gus. Oh, uh, not the common lore, but you guys aren't on that one no more. Mm, let me see. It's uh, I think it's the common lore. I think changed to wise words. When oh, Gus yeah. left, because we just changed the name of it. Uh, is it all? Uh, is it all lowercase? Um, no, nah, it's got the capital C, the capital L, the capital W, the capital W, and then words oh. is like with a Z. All right. Um, I don't have a pen, but uh, I'll uh, I'll replay this call to get that info. Thank you. <clears throat> so, and then there's also another group, uh, JC and Shaman on whatsapp so you're welcome man and uh i don't know i guess like uh if anybody has a question and they wish to be answered now's the time otherwise we'll be back next week on the 29th um because i don't really know how to set up the calls it, it just starts whenever somebody calls in uh so Typically, I'm I'm watching because as soon as somebody calls in, like I can see that the show starts and I can get on the show with my computer. 
otherwise I have to call in with my phone to start it for some reason. I, I still don't understand how TalkShoe works. <laughs> so, yeah, it took, uh, yeah, it took me a bundle. It took me up. Yeah. TalkShoe is uh, definitely a bundle of joy for me, but uh, <laughs> it took me a while to get used to the new TalkShoe, but uh, yeah, it's all about in the, I know you want to try to get the one where you want to schedule the call because that way at least people know the call is coming up. Yeah. And I mean, I figured like uh, if I schedule the call, then the people who are actually following whenever a call is scheduled, it will notify them. Cause I, I looked at the, my account today and I actually have a decent amount of people who are following the channel. Um, so I guess if I scheduled a call, it would alert them. Is that how it works, Mike? Huh? If people are following your channel, if you schedule a call, it will alert them, like through yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, I also find out that uh, when once you like uh, like once this call is scheduled, and there's these settings uh, that you go through before the call is finalized. And there just says uh, select a region or something, and uh, United States is automatic. But then there's other uh, uh, boxes to check if you want to, like Canada, Denmark, open, uh, Poland, or whatever. And I just said the hell that I I I I mark every single one of them because, you know, just because they're in Poland doesn't mean they don't speak English, you know. Right. Well, I thought people. that if they just called in because it was just calling into the Fox Juice server, if they punched in the numbers of the channel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah. I wish I wish it was the exact same number, but I, it don't work that way, you know, to, throughout different regions of the planet. Yeah, every place has different setups for area codes and the way that the numbers work. I think. So, I think. I mean, uh, European I think, uh, numbers look really strange in America. <laughs> I'm all. I'm almost glad. I'm all, I just thought of them like uh, I'm glad it doesn't go out to people like uh, like like once it goes out it doesn't go out to people like who like like if, if they happen to be in the United States but they're from Denmark uh, they're gonna try to call in the Denmark number I'm like <laughs> no <laughs> right. no but I I have actually heard of people getting charged for you know they thought the number to call was the Canadian number or something oh. like that and they're they're getting charged for the international rate so. Oh, yeah, and being on a talk program, that's uh, that can get expensive quick, I'm sure. <laughs> and so, anyways, I'm gonna call the show this evening. Thanks everybody for coming out. Um, it was a wonderful time. I hope everybody learned something about. Call the show. Like You're that. on the show. What are you talking about? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you call the show. You're on the show. All right, yeah. man. Uh, uh, I hope everybody learned something about default judgments and summary judgments. And uh, thanks, everybody, for coming out. I hope you guys show up next week. This call is void. All right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm Avoid kidding. this call. <laughs> Boy, all right. See you. All right. Good night, everyone. <laughs>